man. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, a morning that you've allowed us to enjoy. Now, Lord, allow us to hear from you. Let your word be clear. Move me so people can see you that much more clearly. It's in your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, there, was, there was two ways I could go. Uh, the first was a way that was introduced to me through some friends. I had, uh, uh, back in the day, we called it a crew. Sometimes you call it a posse. My posse's on Broadway. You know, like we used to kick it back in the day, you know. And, and, and what you would equate this group to nowadays is, is a gang. Because my crew I knew well. My crew I grew up with. Most of my crew, if, if you came in, you was at least a friend of a friend. This group was a gang because I didn't know them. I knew a couple of them, but I, did, I didn't know them well. And, and they was doing stuff. They was making things happen, whether it was shoes, little runs for dudes in the neighborhood. And uh, different friends of mine began to join the gang. Join the gang, you got to do something simple. Fight the whole gang by yourself. And I've seen dudes do it, cool. They go through it, boom. They in, do their thing. Okay. I, bloody lip, maybe a little cut on the eye. He all right. Another dude go through it, cool. Okay. And it come to me and I'm like, let me think about this. Let me, let, let, me, let me think about this because I, I, I'm seeing two options. Option one is I join them and now I join all those activities. I know I'm letting down my mom with those things. I know that the, the Sunday school I went to since I was a kid, my Sunday school teacher heart's going to be broke. I know, but now I also have this option, not to ride with them. Not to do it. And I also know by saying no, you're almost saying that you're better than them. By saying no, you're saying you don't need them. By saying no, you better walk with your hands maybe a little tighter. Because what you're doing is saying you can stand on your own and you better be able to. And both of those were tough. It's tough being a kid. It's tough trying to navigate the street life. It's tough trying to see cats with the brand new Jordans and yo, you ain't got the brand new Jordans. And I'm thankful that I had voices in my life that loved me enough to give me the courage not to go that route. It was people that told me that there was something better. There was another option. There was two options that you had, and this one over here, standing on your own, is, is better. Today, family, as we dive into God's word, as we get into his scriptures, we're going to hear a, a posture of love, but we're also going to hear two options, and you will have the opportunity to be reminded of which will you choose. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, please. Matthew chapter 7. We will be starting in verse 12, Matthew chapter 7. There's a pew Bible near your knees, and it'll probably be up on the screen. Matthew chapter 7. 
Our sister Jenny preached last week and she, she showed us the, the, the importance of having a posture that pursues God. How do you pursue God? You pursue God by asking him. You pursue God by, by seeking him. You pursue God by knocking at his door, bringing your cares and concerns before him. And God loves you and loves when you pursue him. And our sister did a great job of, of preaching, or preaching that message. And now we will start in verse 12. Very popular verse. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. There is a rule that this is associated with. It's called the Golden rule, right? The golden rule is this, this rule that people have been saying for ages. Actually, it was shared a little bit before Jesus even says these terms. But, but Jesus roots it in something different. He roots it in, in understanding how we are to conduct one another, conduct ourselves, how we are to connect. And he roots it back in some scriptures in Leviticus chapter 19. And you don't have to flip there right now, but I'm going to read it for you. In Leviticus 19, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. Do not seek revenge. Do not hurt. Do not, do not, do not. So the, the, the posture in Leviticus is what you should not do in order to love your brother or sister. And if you have ever been in charge of anything, when you try to give a list of do nots, it don't last long. When you have kids fighting, right, and one kid kick another, you say, don't kick him. What the kid do next? Smack him. Now, I said don't smack him. You know, it's like you trying to keep up with all the ways the do nots. Because sin is creative. And if you continue to try to catch up with a person's sinful posture, you're going to have a long list of no's. And that's why we get a lot of our Old Testament. Old Testament is trying to help correct you, get you on the right path, help us see, man, this heart is creative and deceptive. As soon as I see a little bit of an outlet, I'll find a way to sidestep. And so Leviticus is saying, don't hurt, don't, don't, don't. But Jesus actually flips it. He fulfills the law. He makes, he makes it even, even better. He builds upon the foundation. So Jesus says it a different way. Instead of saying, do not do this, he actually tells you to do it. He says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also. Don't just try to play the play the defensive game. You need to have offense. Whatever a person would do to you, actually, I want you to go do that. Be active. Be proactive. I want you to lead with love. It's quite uh, interesting that that he would say this because it was almost impossible. 
It's almost impossible to love in this manner. Why? Because you and I are selfish. We are people that think of ourselves first. And sometimes when we're thinking of ourselves, it's not thinking of myself first so I can bless. She was thinking of myself first so I can get over. Next time you're in a heated argument, heated argument, y'all going at it. I dare you to pause and be like, how much am I considering the other person at this moment? Come on, Brother Michael. It's, it's, it, 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 it takes all out of you to, to, in a heated conversation, to consider the other person's uh, perspective. Why? Because I'm right. Because I'm right. And so he's saying, wait, 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 wait. How about you go into it loving them like you want to be loved? So you want to be heard. You want to be affirmed. You want to actually have somebody acknowledge that your idea isn't crazy. Are you doing that to them? Lead with that. Start with that. Let that be the first point of the experience. And I want to say it's hard. No, I'm not going to say it's hard. I'm going to say it's impossible. Because this flesh is constantly gripping at us, and it is impossible to do what Jesus is saying without help. It's impossible to do it without help. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by the examples of this type of love that we have. But, but this type of love comes out of, oftentimes, an outage. I was, I was uh, listening to different podcasts and a guy was talking about how uh, he started this business. He started a business um, creating homes in the community for the dis um, for elderly. He was trying to help the elderly out so that they would have senior assisted living places. And he said, yeah, I can't I bumped into this great business opportunity when I tried to look for a place for my mother and we couldn't afford anything. You see, he, he, he was trying to do it himself, hit a roadblock, and was like, wait, there's an opportunity. Let me jump on this. God is trying to say, I don't want you to simply be good and do good when it affects you. I want you to simply be good and do good when it affects others. You don't have to wait until your mom is out or y'all don't have enough money. We lead with it because it's the right thing to do to care for people, to love people, for people to experience the beauty and safety of the Lord. We start with that. I've seen amazing organizations do stuff beyond what I can imagine. I mean, let's not say all the big names, some of the big names like the Red Cross. The Red Cross is the, the dopest organization when it comes to relief. If you are ever in a country that has experienced war, the Red Cross will come in and like be a blessing to the country. But there's a ton of little churches that on Wednesdays set up food banks and provide food to people and uh, have pastors doing counseling to people and uh, have daycares to help care for the little ones. Like, don't get me wrong. The church is doing some amazing things. 
And I know we get a bad rap because we do some jacked up stuff too, right? I know we done done some jack. We had some churches that was helping with slavery, and then we had some churches stand up and say that's wrong. We come, we we tearing that down. Okay, we get it. But the point is, God wants us to lead not just out of our brokenness, to lead out of our being our our willingness to submit and be led by Him. By Him. But the way we do that happens when when we allow the Holy Spirit to truly fill us. See, it's impossible to do this in and out of our own strength. You can't be the best wife you can be out of your own strength. You can't be the best husband that you can be out of your own strength. Single people, you can't be the best leader that God has for you to be out of your own strength. It takes dependence and filling of the Holy Spirit to give us an other-centered posture. So that's why I love John chapter 16. It says, however, no, I'm going to read a few of the verses. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. And then he says this, however, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He is guiding us. He wants to lead us. He wants to make your your radar alert to how you can be a loving presence today. I love when we uh, when we used to pass out flyers and go to different stuff. And our sister Edith still does it. And we would walk into a place and we would take some flyers. And I don't even see half of the people in there. But Dawn is over here in the corner. She done found somebody. She giving them a flyer. Pastor Kevin over You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just like we used to get down, y'all. And, and, and we still do. We still got Christ still gets care. We, we still. But, but the, the point is that, that I don't have the radar to see everything. I don't catch every single person. We as a family, though, will catch. And the beauty is that sometimes the Lord will put somebody on your radar where you walk in and like, oh, let me go care for that person. See, the Lord will guide you, guide you into all truth. The truth is understanding his word and the beauty of who he is and what steps we are to take. God is amazing. But you got to remember, Jesus is talking to his crew. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to believers. And so he's saying, this is how I want y'all to love. But now I just got to make it plain. You got two choices. You can still be labeled a Christian and choose to roll with this crew or this crew. What are you going to choose? Look at me at verse 13. Verse 13 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Few. 
Verse 14 has narrow. This term narrow means experiencing trouble or difficulty. That narrow road is a road full of challenge. And these Christians knew challenge. They were getting persecuted. They were getting beaten. They were getting thrown in coliseums and allowing animals to rip them to shreds. These Christians were going through some intense heat. But the other word there, broad, means prosperous. Prosperous. So it seems like the folks that are actually just in it, like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm going to get, the, I'm gonna get the, the fun of everything. Let me get some of the, oh, y'all do community meals. Let me get some of the food. Uh, um, y'all, you know, like to give money and help each other out. Let me get some of the money. Um, you know what? Uh, some of y'all do babysitting. Let me get a date night. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you, you getting all these little Christian benefits. But when it comes to a true heart commitment, you don't want the challenges. You don't want the trouble. It's a narrow way. Narrow way, few choose it. I've, uh, I've been in the presence of multiple Christians that are connected to some of our political groups. I was listening to um, some Christian brothers talking, and they said that, that uh, they said, listen, I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like anything about him. I don't like the way he treats people. I don't like the way he speaks of people. I don't like his policies that affect people. What I do like, though, is his policies that affect business. And he's been very helpful to my business. And so for that reason, I stand behind him. Hold up. That, 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 that seems easy. That, seem, that seems easy. It seems easy to be able to just go with the flow when it benefits you. That seems like an easy road to walk down. But I was also talking with some of my Christians that rock with the Democrats. And they were like, man, like, if you see the stimulus, you see what we've been getting, Pastor. You see how we rocking? Check, my, check out my account. Like, I'm doing good. Set up this little business right quick. My business is flowing. You ain't had no business yet. What you talking about? Business making shoestrings? Like you got a business? Okay, we ain't even gonna go there. Now everybody, everybody balling, right? But 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 they allow you to redefine marriage and gender now. They allow you to redefine when it's when a when a when a baby, when life begins. See, that's that's the easy route. The easy route is to be quiet when you get what you want. The easy route is to go along with the crew when you are simply being prospered or blessed by it. The easy route is to muzzle you so you can benefit. And sadly, what is happening is Christians are being quieted, hushed silenced no 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 we we don't take the easy route not because we're here to fight you and 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 try to kick over tables like jesus like no 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 
We do it because there's a narrow way and Jesus has a standard. And whenever we are in a space, he is our standard. So the question is, what's the difference between a Christian Republican and a non-Christian Republican? What's the difference between a Christian Democrat and a non-Christian Democrat? There must be a difference. I don't care what party you're in. The presence of the Lord in you makes you different than the world's system. It's too easy to go along. But we must take a stand because we live and have our being and are committed to something greater. We're committed to, to eternity. I was listening to uh, LeBron James. I know it's going to be a battle forever. I will not relent. I still think he's better than Michael Jordan. We can talk later. Okay, so my point is, my point is, we was kicking it. He, he was in an interview, and he said, he said, my mom paid uh, $17 a month for rent in the projects. Reebok flew me out. I had class the next morning. The, the, the owner of Reebok said, look, don't talk to Nike. Don't talk to Adidas. Here's a $10 million check. Say you with us. $10 million living in the projects. $17 a month government-assisted rent. Barely making it. And he said no. He said, no, I, I believe if you'll give me this, then there's far more out there that I could be saying no to. So I'll wait. I'll wait. And I'll take my chances for something greater. See, the world wants to present to all of us the easy way. You can have it right now. It's yours. Take the easy way. But see, we have an eternal perspective. We see far greater than what is here. We are investing in something long term, something that is beautiful, redemptive, something that, that will have eternal value, something that, that, that will help build character and transform communities. He ended up getting a deal for $90 million dollars. And then after that deal was over, he's, re he's renegotiated a brand deal that's supposed to be a billion by the end of his lifetime. See what you can miss out on when you try to be in the moment, when you, when you do the easy thing. And the funny thing is his buddy, who's his business partner now, Rich Paul, who's like a crazy mastermind, his buddy was in his ear saying, take the 10 million, take the 10 million. See, sometimes it can be the people closest to us that still love us but don't see the eternal end. You all are believers walking with Christ on the narrow road. Don't let another believer say, well, it's all right if you cheat a little bit. No, -uh, I'm on the eternal road. It's okay if you steal a little bit, man. Ain't nobody going to mind it. No, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope. I'm on the eternal road. You need to be getting down with me. It's easy to go the other route. We start that now, Matthew. We start that now, Shiloh. We start that now, kids, Cass Tech, Wayne State, wherever you are. This is not an adult sermon. We start this now where we make choices. 
to choose Christ, to choose the narrow way, even if it means we stand alone, even if it means those against us would see us as weak. We stand alone because we're never alone. Christ is always with us. And so we take the narrow road. He restates it in a different way just so you can get it because some people need to see, see the visual, but other people need to, to do the personal reflection. And so in verses 15, look with me, he says, uh, Beware of false prophets who come in you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. So before it was a narrow way, broad way, now we got fruit test. Now we get to see what you're rocking. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruit. Family, the whole goal, whole goal. He's trying to get us to wake up, wake up. Wake up. Reflect what God has done in us. If you're on the narrow road, then someone should be able to see you walking and living for Jesus. See you walking and living for Jesus. I, I don't even know what happened. I haven't had a chance to talk to mom yet, but my, my um, a painter was helping me at the house two days ago. He said that while he was painting, um, and, he, and he's a, a just a guy that is a, is a blessing, loves the Lord. Um, he helps train men that come out of jail and gives them opportunities so that they can uh, gain a skill of painting. Um, but he doesn't advertise any of this stuff. Like he, de- he just is a faithful painter, shows up, does his duty. He, om- he started uh, crying on my steps. Just got like, he, he just got really emotional because he said, uh, he said that my mother-in-law said to him uh, something to the effect of, Mom, you might have to correct me, but something to the effect of, like, you do this for Jesus, don't you? How do you, how do you know that? How do you, how do you, how do you see that? How, what, what, what's different? See, when the Holy Spirit is in you and he is leading you and he is guiding you and you are on a narrow path choosing his way and not our own, that fruit is going to show. That fruit is going to show. It's going to show. I'm, I'm, I'm like excited, so excited for, for, for Colette and Josh. Man, I'm going to miss them like crazy. But see, that from, 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 for a long time, though, they've been sharing this vision about being missionaries overseas. And I have nothing against all the amazing doctors that are staying stateside, that are missional in the community, that are doing life. But there's just been this little, this little like hint of a, a gospel dart when they talked about where they're going. For years, that has been the case. Like, like it's something about like we're, we're going through med school, we're going through residency to end up here, to be about God's business here. And my question for you is, would someone see that type of posture in you when you're making pies, when you're cutting grass, 
when you're being a teacher? Would they sense like a, a missional you when you're being a nurse, when you're being an engineer? Would they sense that, that, that your goal is for something greater, something eternal? Would they see some fruit or they just be like, I, you know, yeah, all right. May that not be the case. We don't boast because nothing we have comes from us. us. It's all from God. We don't boast. But we will show off some godly glory. We'll let them shine through us. We'll, we'll, we'll look good because the Father's changing us and doing some stuff in our character, and we look different than the way we used to. So what you see ain't because of me. It's because of him, and I'm going to give him the honor for it. I'm going to celebrate him. It's funny that uh, some things never change. When you're a child, you think it's unique to you. You think that like bullying and stuff like only happens in your generation. But if you talk to your mom and you talk to your grandmom, you talk to like people been bullying as long as we can remember. There was a uh, this man named Layton Ford says that archaeologists were digging the remains of a school for the imperial pages in Rome. And they found a picture dating back to the third century. It shows a boy standing, his hands raised, worshiping a figure on a cross, a figure that looks like a man, but he had the head of a donkey. Scrawled in the writing of a young person are the words, Alexamos worships his God. But nearby in a second inscription, it says, Alexamos is faithful. Apparently, a young man who was a Christian was being mocked by his schoolmates for his faithful witness, but he was not ashamed. He remained faithful. Church family, remain faithful. That narrow road may mean you are mocked. It may mean people will make fun of you. It may mean that you don't get to stand with the crew that seems to be prospering right now. That's okay. You stand for something eternal. You stand for something that will not fade. You stand and be faithful because the Holy Spirit is with you, lives in you, and will lead you. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you. We thank you that we're able to stand. Romans says we stand in a place of grace because you love us. Help us, Lord. Help us to, to be about your business. Help us, Lord, to l proactively love others and do for others, Lord, not just based on our needs, but also let, let our needs be the trigger to lead us to loving people proactively. But then also, Lord, give us courage to choose you again and again and let that fruit shine, Lord, the fruit that will reflect you. We love you, Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.